0: or carry on, and enjoy Preston's Super Show.
1: juicy bite in this Baltimore Ravens versus Miami Dolphins game. i published my piece on it. I've been out to Ninja. You can also check me out on Instagram at HeavyB815 and I really like this Baltimore Ravens team tonight. I believe they win this game outright. I I think the Dolphins will hang around early on. But I think they'll f- they'll fade away once this uh, Baltimore Ravens team comes out of the half. The reason I think that is because if you look at the Baltimore Ravens in their entirety this year. They've started slow, they finished okay, and they find a way to win games. But they've also played very close against uh, sub subpar teams, teams below 500 winning percentage. And I think that's where the Dolphins can hang around early. The line has moved from minus 7.5 favoring Baltimore to minus 8.5. So it's moving in the right direction. If you like Baltimore, if you got on the line at 7.5 and, and now it's 8.5, that you would be feeling really good right now. Now, I'm, my mind's in a different place. Obviously, like I said, I read the pieces up on the site. It speaks for itself. But I'll tell you what the pick is. It's Marquise Brown over 61 and a half receiving yards. This is a most talented wide receiver uh, that Baltimore has. Their best receiver. We don't know if Sammy Watkins is going to play. Latavius Murray is is banged up. It's really the Lamar Jackson show. But Baltimore has a solid defense. Um, It's going to be able to get Baltimore on the field. And give us plenty of opportunities for Lamar Jackson to complete his passes. It's some pretty open windows, I believe, tonight. I don't think it's going to be that hard to fit the ball in. Uh, through the slot, through the seams and catching uh, Marquise Brown on some fade routes some wheel routes and a lot of different things I, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Miami's defense holds up early on because that's going to tell you exactly how the game's going to go the Miami Dolphins defense has not been good this year they've really fallen off uh, as, a, as a team and as a franchise this season so we'll see how they perform tonight. I hope we get a good game, but I also don't believe we'll get the best game that we could uh, for Thursday Night Football, but like, this is the game we have, so this is the game I'm on, and, and I'll be interested in watching. But I like Baltimore in this game for the reasons I gave you, but ultimately, they're just a better team right now, the hotter team, and um, being on the road, So they're also going to be very focused instead of being able to be at home relaxing where you would think maybe they take their foot off the gas um, but now on the road I think they have to have pedal to the Metal and mark Jackson as um, good as any quarterback in the league and I think he shows that tonight um, i think he's i think he's wanting to show his arm talent and I don't think he's had so I don't think he's had as many opportunities as he's like but he's gonna get plenty of opportunities Against the Dolphins front seven, that's not great at pass rushing, that uh, tends to get caught up between the blocks, um, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a really good night passing, the and I, I don't think he's gonna have to run as much as people are expecting him to. So there's really not much else to say about the Dolphins. Um, it's very difficult for me to see them winning this game even covering the eight and a half, I, I think that's just out of reach for this team. I don't think their defense will hold up late in the game. Um, and especially if Lamar Jackson is able to be on the field, able to move the football down the field whether it's running or passing. I think this Dolphins is going to be a very tired bunch. So that's how I feel about this particular game. Um, move on to the next one. Um, but remember, I'm going to take Baltimore here before I go Far, my current record picking head to head, not gambling, but just picking head to head winners is 83 wins and 52 losses. So, having a fairly good season so picking winners. So, listen to your boy when I'm speaking to Now, we have the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Dallas Cowboys um, at noon on Sunday. The Atlanta Falcons are 4 14, Dallas Cowboys 6 2. Atlanta Falcons are going to look a lot like they did last week. They're going to try to spread this defense out. They're going to try to attack weak parts of this defense. And they're going to make it interesting. The Cowboys at home, very good at home. uh, But they've shown some weakness. A little bit of a crack in their armor right now after last week. game they should easily won. They blow it. Um, Things are getting interesting now. Very interesting the so Dallas Cowboys come into this game um, knowing who their leaders are. They know Dak Prescott is the quarterback and you've got to lead the charge here. Um, he didn't look right last week. We'll just chalk that up as whatever. You know, first week back after missing some time. Um, but with the Atlanta Falcons right now, and like I tell you this, I tell you this all the time, I know when a team's getting hot. Atlanta Falcons are starting to get hot. Matt Ryan has thrown the football as hard as he's ever thrown it. One of the most accurate quarterbacks that's ever played. And he has talent around him. Maybe missing a weapon here, a weapon there, but he still finds a way to move the ball and make opposing defenses pay. This Cowboys defense, I've told you from the beginning, sometimes it looked like the real deal, and sometimes they just don't bring it. Last week they didn't bring it. This week, what do we expect? I expect them to be better. How much better? I don't think they're good enough to win against the Falcons this week. Sorry to tell you. I think the Atlanta Falcons win this game. Actually, I believe the Atlanta Falcons win this game. And I believe they win by at least one touchdown. Um, The Falcons at plus nine on the spread. I, I, I would say take the spread in this game at plus nine. You're getting a weird Cowboys team right now. Where now Dak has had to reset his progression. Reset. How he was approaching the season. And now they look a little bit different. I still like the talent on their side of the field. Um, but they have some injuries coming into this game. Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Banged up. Mark Cooper banged up. Um, we know. We don't know if Ridley's going to be a go or not for the Falcons. Um, without Ridley, they've been playing well. So I, I expect them to continue on that path. Um, out of it with four losses, so this Falcons team is playing for everything right now. I think the Cowboys have, have really built into their record and, and felt really good and confident, and now they're starting to, they're starting to feel that confidence slip away a little bit, and I think the Falcons have just matched up, and it's about the matchups at the end of the day, but I think the Falcons have got the right matchup the right time, and they are playing a very competitive game football, and they're they're putting on a good brand on the field right now, so I I expect the Atlanta Falcons to win this game, at least by a touchdown. Um, Move on to New Orleans Saints versus the Tennessee Titans. This is a game we should get fireworks in. Uh, We know that the injuries are huge. You got Alvin Kamara, who's questionable. Uh, Jamie Winston, we don't know if he's going to play. Um, we don't know when he's going to play, I should say. Uh, but, this, but the Saints, you know, let's face it, they're a mess. That's hanging on by a thread right now. They got a great play caller, Sean Payton. So they're trying to figure everything out. But he's really, I feel like he's, he's bitten off more than he can chew this year. And I feel like the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, they show you that they could still win that they can still run the football, that they can still do everything they want to do against an opposing defense. I feel the same way this week. I think the Saints on the road um, are are a focused team, but I don't think they're a good enough team to beat the Titans this week. I think the matchup favors the Titans, Uh, especially if A.J. Brown plays. We know he's questionable right now. We're going to know more by Saturday, but sake of the show for the sake of my pick, i am going with the tennessee titans to beat the new orleans saints in tennessee um, with a 5-3 new orleans saints team that is not a big lead in the nfc south right now the nfc south is going to be up for grabs if the buccaneers don't start putting everything together um and the tennessee titans are showing you that they want to win, that they want to compete in this division, and that they're looking to win the division ultimately. And if they stay at this pace, they will win the AFC South. The biggest issue for the Titans is not allowing the Saints' speed to beat you on the outside. And if they can keep everything in front of them, which is very, very you know, plausible in this game everything in front of them. I think this is an easy win for the Titans. I think the Saints are going to struggle mightily here. Um, There's always, you know, a chance that the Saints play well. They seem to have gone on the road with a 3-1 road record this year. They seem to have gone on the road and have found success. Let's remember this is also with a different quarterback. Let's remember this is also with a fully healthy offense that they don't have right now. Defense is suspect. Titans are going to look to expose them. I'm a the believer in Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback position. He, he showed you what he can do without um, the best running back in the league by his side, and I think he's going to show you again this week. So I'm with the Tennessee Titans again. Then we move on to Jacksonville Jaguars, Indianapolis Colts, the two and six Jaguars who are fighting like hell. Um, You know, and they're competing in every game as best to to their ability. And then you have the Indianapolis Colts, who are a team of high and lows. Four and five Indianapolis Colts, and they're a team of high and lows. They really go high and and really show out, and then they drop low, and they show you why they have those five losses and how they've accumulated those and those that begin to add up. We know Trevor Lawrence and um, Carson Wentz are two solid quarterbacks. I would honestly say that Trevor Lawrence is a, is a sharper arm than Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz is definitely a, a quarterback who is going to compete at a high level for this Indianapolis Colts team. This Colts team has a lot of weapons. And they're not really getting uh, the attention they deserve. Mo Alley-Cox, a tight end, one of the most underrated tight ends in the league. Um, they're receiving four with Michael Pittman. Very underrated. Jonathan Taylor, who currently right now is the number one running back in power rankings um, in the NFL, uh, who, who continues to impress and continues to surprise, I just feel like the Colts are going to try to bully the Jaguars with the running game, and if that doesn't work, they always have the ability to drop back and, and, and throw to the throw to the wings uh, for screen passes, for uh, different uh, wide receiver screens and the Colts will like to do things like that to try to throw off the defense and try to get them out of position so they can allow Carson Wentz those passing lanes down the field so he can take his shots. Carson Wentz is not the type of quarterback that we have seen in his career that wants to take shots. He's the type of quarterback a very system oriented quarterback that likes to build up for those big plays and I think that's what he's going to be looking to do this week. You have the Jacksonville Jaguars who have just struggle in every phase of the game. This Colts defense is not to be taken for granted. On um, their back end, the secondary. They're going to play tough, and they're going to be trying to shut down Jacksonville receivers um, left and right. We've seen the um, Jacksonville running game get going a little bit, but, they're, but, but it's not been anything to bank on or, or count on um, when, when, you, when you're coming down to, to picking winners here. I really like the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they do it in an easy fashion. There's always a chance Jacksonville plays tough. Trevor Lawrence is able to make the throws he needs to make and put his team in a position to keep it close. But I ultimately do not see a way where Jacksonville wins this game. Again, that's why they play the games. My pick is going to be the Indianapolis Colts, and I stand by it. So we move on to... Cleveland Browns versus the New England Patriots and I mean the Patriots have uh, one of the toughest schedules if not the toughest schedule of any team so far after the Chargers the Panthers now they get the Browns the Browns are hot the Patriots are hot this is two hot teams someone's going to have to cool off here I think you get a lot of fireworks in this game Browns on the road I'm not confident in Know what Bill Belichick is going to do? We know how he's going to set this up at home. He's got his team focused. Mac Jones has bought into the system, and that's why you're seeing the results. But also, and I know this is because I have the Patriots' defense on in my fantasy league uh, on ESPN. The Patriots' defense is starting to play big time. They're starting to get stops. When they need to, they're starting to bend but not break. And that ultimately is a recipe for success in the NFL. And I've seen it many times where defenses give up yards, but they won't give up the touchdown. They won't give up the, the end zone to opposing offenses. And I, that's where I see this Patriots defense. It's, this is a tough defense uh, with a good, good nose for the football. You're, they're in a tough spot this week with... A solid run game from the Browns and lots of weapons, lots of weapons, right? I and mean, Joku still leading uh, the Browns and receiving. We know Nick Chubb uh, has the COVID, so we don't know if he's going to play. Kareem Hunt's on injured reserve with the calf. Um, Patriots got two running backs out. It's not a good time to be a running back in the NFL. A lot of bad things happening to running backs, but I think uh, the Browns away is where it's a it's a toss up for the Browns. But I feel like the Patriots at home have not done a good job of protecting home field. Here's an opportunity, you know, coming to a midway point of the season, a breaking a breaking point in the season. The Patriots have to find a way to get right at home. Because if not, they won't make the playoffs like they want to. Um, I think that they have all the weapons. That they have a defense that's starting to rise to the occasion, and I like the Patriots this week to beat the Cleveland Browns. I think it's close. I think it's within three points, uh, three-point margin here that they win by. But I do believe they win. And I'm confident in that. Uh, I like what I've seen from the Browns, but take that win last week from the Bengals with a green assault. This is a week-to-week league. A week-to-week league. It changes every week. Injuries, storylines, it all changes every week. So you gotta pay attention to it. If you're gambling or you're wagering or you're picking teams, picking winners, you gotta pay attention to those things. We know that the Browns are coming in this game. Maybe a little bit too high on the Hoards after beating the Bengals. And now we know the Patriots who they are and who their identity is. If they're a gritty team, they like to grind it out. The Browns in close games, I don't favor. They're better when they're blowing it when they're blowing a team out, blowing the doors off a team. That's when you can't beat them. But when they're keeping it close, they're beatable. And I think that's what happens this week. They're a beatable team this week. I think the Patriots beat them. I gotta, you know, I gotta give credit. You got the Browns. You know, they just got right with that win, right? They were losing games before that. Now they got right with that win. Here comes the Patriots with three, a three-game winning streak. That's very quiet. Not jumping up and down about it, but there's something there with the with this young Patriots team for the most part. Very young team. There's something there where there's good energy, a good vibe here, and everybody's buying it. And that's what it's about. It's about buying into the system, whether you like it or not. You buy in. That's where you get the results and the best results you can. I like the Patriots big time, this one. but I think it's a small margin—three points, give or take. You know, uh, one or two. You know, they win by a field goal. That's kind of how this game comes down. I think it's a little bit gritty. I don't think you get the boom, high-scoring. You know, you know, before you turn around at halftime. Forty points scored. I don't think that's where we're at this week. So then we got the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Five and three Buffalo Bills. Two and six New York Jets. New York always a weird place to play for teams, but Buffalo and New York, so it's basically just an inter- interstate battle. You, you really in In good faith, you really can't go against the Bills when they're playing the Jets. Like, just in good faith, it's just a good faith pick. I'm going with the Bills right off the top. I'll get into a little bit more about why. I really like Josh Allen. I like how he runs this team when he's on the field. And they had a frustrating week. They just came off a week where things weren't working right. A little bit like the Cowboys Things weren't working right. They were doing what they had to do. But it wasn't good enough. And they felt like their efforts were all for nothing. But now they're coming into a game with a quarterback who we don't really, we just don't know much about the guy, Mike White. Just don't know much about him. Their leading rusher, Michael Carter. We just don't know much about him. And then your wide receiver, Corey Davis. That is not a guy that's going to the, make the Pro Bowl. I'm sorry to tell you, Corey Davis. But you're just, you know, an average receiver. This is a team full of average players. And their best players are not playing. How can you go with the Jets? That doesn't make any sense. I have to ride with the Bills here. Even though they struggle. Even though they're hitting that slowdown, that wall, and and they're going to be trying to fight through it, everybody was talking about they're the Super Bowl favorites. Look how good they are, you know, a few games ago, and now we're talking about, damn, was this team falling apart, you know? So with the Buffalo Bills trying to stay on track, trying to dominate in the AFC East, I can't good faith go against them. Especially with Josh Allen playing the way he's playing. He's ridiculous. Uh, When he's on, he is on. And I like the Bills to rebound. I think it's a different scenario with them on the road than the Cowboys going home and playing, right? Because I don't like the Cowboys after a loss, but like the Bills after a loss, a little bit different. Those are going on the road. They don't have time to feel bad for themselves when the Cowboys are going home and they're relaxing and they're chilling and they're you know, they're in their own environment, so their foot's off the gas a little bit in my mind. I like the Buffalo Bills to come out against the Jets and make a statement this week. That's how I really truly see this game. You have Stefan Diggs, one of the best receivers in the game right now. Doesn't get a lot of attention, doesn't get a lot of love up there in Buffalo. And then you got Devin Singletary who power is a power running back. We know Zach Moss might be a go. He's got that concussion, he's getting over uh, Beasley might be a go, he's got the ribs banged up, if they get both those guys, it's going to be nasty out there, it's going to be a, it's going to be a slaughter, so I really like the Buffalo Bills this week, and I mean, when you look at the line, too, minus 12, minus 12 in the NFL is, is just basically a slap in the face, like, what are you doing, what are you doing? Then we roll Detroit Lions versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Detroit Lions, uh the only winless team in the NFL, 0-8, just pathetic. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, five and three. A little bit of two buck chuck there with that record. Not the greatest record because they'll you know, some of those wins got an asterisk. You know, they just played the Bears on Monday night. Short week for them. Um, and now they're turning around and playing the Lions, but they are at home. So Kind of get the benefit of the doubt there. I think the Lions can score on the Steelers. I think they can score a lot, especially if the Bears could. Um, But this is not the Bears. You know, this is the Detroit Lions. We know who they are. They haven't won a game. Uh, They haven't shown the grit and determination to get over the hump. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have. Um, As much as I'm not a fan of the Steelers, they're the better team. They have the better weapons they have the better defense. And I think they're going to make life difficult for the Detroit Lions, who are just a, a team that's scattered. You know, they're, they're just not all together. Uh, guys are all doing their own thing out there on the field. Um, the unity's gone. So I think with this Pittsburgh Steelers team, you know, they roll. The only way the Steelers have trouble here is if they're just trying to do too much away from their own game they're trying to get cute, if they're trying to think that, you know, Lions won't put up a fight, they're going to be in for a root league. But if they come out and pay attention, focus, play the game just like they were taught to, they're going to be fine. Uh, they'll be more than fine. Uh, but we don't know if is going to play. Like I said, that doesn't change my opinion on it. Because golf has been just abominable for, uh, Najee Harris questionable with the foot. I, I think he's... I'm, we're hearing that he's going to still be a go, but it's, his list is questionable. But I think he'll be a go for the most part. Um, and the Lions can move the football. Like I said, I think they could score a lot on the Steelers because the Steelers don't... like Their defense doesn't scare me like it did at the beginning of the year. Where it was like, oh, this is going to be TJ Watt. Oh, man, we've got some edge rushers here that are pretty good. I'm not really worried about that anymore, but I do think that they're a lot better than the Lions and they're good enough to beat the Lions this week. We move on to Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the uh, good old Washington football team that everybody loves to hate. And you know, the Buccaneers, they got to put it together. They got to put it together. Um, Six and two on the season. Washington football team, two and six. Washington football team, just like another Jacksonville, um, except it's flipped. Where Jacksonville's offense is good and their defense is bad. Washington's defense is good and their offense is bad. A little bit of a flip there. Taylor Heineke, you know, it started out, it looked promising, but then reality set in that the stage is, is is bigger than he's ready for. Antonio Gibson, a non-factor. Um, Leonard Fournette, obviously he's going to do his thing at the running back position for the Buccaneers. Um, we don't know if Bronx going to play. I, that guy plays like two or three games a year at this point. Uh, Godwin, we don't know if he's going to play. Uh, and Gibson's questionable, but I'm pretty sure he's going to give it a go. I think that Washington football team, I think their defense will make it tough on Brady. I think that there's a lot of talent on that defense. They're getting used to the system. A lot of younger guys, too. I think they're all getting used to the system. Uh, I think they come out and play a tough physical game against the Buccaneers front, but I don't think it matters. I don't I don't think it matters if it's close or if it's not close. I just know that in, deep down, I believe the Buccaneers win this team the Buccaneers win this game the more I think about it, the easier it is Um, you got the Washington football team, lost four games in a row, no momentum, no energy at home where no one's paying attention to them and then here come the Buccaneers this this team from a hot state that's just trying to get on track trying to get their footing under them Brady is focused. They lost that last game. I don't think they lose this one. I think they win handily. But like I said, it doesn't matter if it's close or if it's by a a wide margin. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like them to roll at FedEx Field. Um, These teams did play January 9th last year. If you recall... Tampa Bay won. They escaped that game 31-23. to um, Could you imagine if Washington would have won that game and knocked them of the playoffs? It would have been insane. But yeah, this is not that, and uh, this is just, this isn't that. So, I mean, I have to look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and take them for face value. You know, I know the talent they have on both sides of the ball. Their defense is Is slipping a bit. They don't need to have a stellar defense against this Washington football offense. I'm sorry to tell you, this offense is not jam-packed full of stars and pro bowlers. It's full of average players. Guys that just made the cut. And that's the truth. So I like the Buccaneers to roll here. Now what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut the break. We're going to come back. We're going to hit these 3 o'clock games. And uh, we'll finish up the show after that. Thank you.
0: in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, it doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: that you know right now the way that advertisement is it eventually it will change and it'll it be a little bit shorter so I appreciate you bearing with me I try to make it as quick as possible but I will be doing a new one soon um, and it'll be shorter and won't be long that's my plan so that way we get you know right back to the show you're not wasting your time listening to it I don't like that, but it it helps the show it helps it helps make the show profitable um, until I get listener support. Remember, you can do listener support. You can help out the show in any way, in any amount. It's all optional, you know what I mean? But any little bit is appreciated. So we jump right to 3 o'clock games. And we're going to start with the Carolina Panthers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Carolina Panthers, 4-5 and five on the year. And the Arizona Cardinals, 8-1 very fun team very exciting team Arizona Cardinals Panthers have just got bit by the injury bug it happens to, it happens to a team worse than any other team every year so it seems like it's the Panthers this year um you know the quarterback see darnold he's down um they got a linebacker out burns on the defensive end is out it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, Gilmore, Lovu. Their injury list is just so long. It's just disappointing. It's just disappointing. Two two cornerbacks questionable. You got the Arizona. We don't know if Kyler Murray is going to play. He's supposed to. I don't know if Hopkins going to play. He's questionable. For the sake of the pick, let's say that both of them do play. Either way it goes, the, 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 those two, Kyler Murray and uh, Hopkins, play. I like the Cardinals. If they don't play, I like the Cardinals. They're at home. They're in their own environment. The Panthers are all banged up and beat up. They're, they got a new quarterback taking snaps. They just signed Cam Newton. I don't believe they're going to throw him in the mix this week, but if they do, they're going to pay dearly for that. So I really hope they don't throw Cam Newton to the Wolves this week. He needs a a week to learn the system and get back into it because he's been out for a while. He's not going to look right out there. It's going to be embarrassing. So give him the time he needs. Run with who you got back there, Phillip Walker, because B.J. Walker is is a talented kid. You know, came from you know played in the XFL and he was lights out, and came over to the NFL and showed you he has potentially his skills. But this is just a team that's beat up. This is just a team that's beat up. Um and the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they're gonna do what they have to do to win this game. I still like Christian Kirk at receiver, Chase Edmonds at running back, we know McCaffrey's coming back off an injury. We still don't truly know how this is gonna look for him. I know DJ more solid, but that's just one receiver. It's one in a line of many. And the injuries on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary, really push me away from the Panthers because the Cardinals are taking no, and I really do believe that they're going to get Chase Edmonds involved in a big way this week. So fantasy people, if you don't got Chase Edmonds in your lineup, you're going to be in trouble because this dude's going to be all over the place this week. As far as receiving, as far as rushing, he's going to be involved heavily. Especially if Murray doesn't go and it's called McCoy. It is definitely going to be a Chase Edmonds night. Uh, or afternoon, I should say. 3.05 p.m. When this kicks off on Sunday. So, you could really go either way with this. I couldn't be mad if someone said they were taking the Panthers. Even though the public is really shying away from them. It's just because of the fact that we don't know how they're going to look. How they're going to look on defense and how they're going to look on offense. They look like they did you know, a week ago. Nah, it, it's debatable. But I think that the Cardinals are just a better team, the more prepared team, even without Murray. I do think Murray's going to try to give it a go as much as he can. I do think Hobson's going to try to give it a go as much as he can. If they can't go, they can't go. I still like the Cardinals. They ain't one Cardinals here at home. And the Bird game's going to roll here. If they don't, I'd be, I'd be a little surprised because, you know, this is an opportunity for them to continue, uh vying for that number one seed in the playoffs um, on the NFC side. So I'm looking for the Cardinals this week uh, to go ahead and just wipe the slate clean. And uh, It's a brand new game, and I think they go 9-1 and one after this uh, and add to that, that that lead they got in the NFC. Then we have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Minnesota Vikings are just a team of heartbreak, absolute heartbreak, being a Minnesota Vikings fan. I mean, you watch your team go up and drop all the way down, and you watch them, you know, battle, 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 back, and still can't do it. I just, I'm feeling like they're they're not going to be a closer type of team. They're gonna win some games at home. You know, they're gonna win the games at home that they that they that they should. I do believe that. Right now at home, they're two and two, but away they're one and three. Um, and they're on a two-game losing streak. Chargers, they got a win last week. These teams haven't played in two years. So it's a little bit different now. Keenan Allen, questionable. Harrison Smith out. Um, Hunter on the defensive end, he's out. Smith, that cornerback, is out for the Chargers. But you're talking about Kirk Cousins for Justin Herberts, Dalvin Cook for Austin Eckler, Justin Jefferson versus Keenan Allen. There's some controversies around Dalvin Cook right now. So I think whenever there's controversy like that, it can muddy the waters for a team. I think that on top of the Vikings just not being a closing team, really doesn't do them any favors. I like the Chargers here. Spreads at three for the Chargers, minus three. I think that's a fair line. I would like minus two and a half personally because you kick the field goal win, win by three, you cover, um, it doesn't push. And then, you, know, you get your money plus what your winnings are instead of pushing and just getting that back. But Here is a situation where Austin Eckler should have a good game. Gets banged up Vikings defense. Um, If Keenan Allen does play, he's going to have a field day. And we know Justin Herbert can make all the throws. He's going to put the ball on target, and he's he's not scared. He's not scared to sling it. Kirk Cousins, good quarterback. I really like Kirk Cousins, but I just as far as leadership goes, that's it's lacking. It's just you can tell. You're 3-5. There's games you could have won if you were a better leader. If you weren't able to do it, now you are where you are. So I really like the Chargers in this one. Um, In the way way they lay it out, too, the Chargers are passing the ball better. Um, Rushing is very close. Points leans towards the Chargers. Third down percentage leans towards the Chargers. It's just a Chargers feeling type of game at home on to eagles broncos the eagles are a team that will surprise you a three and six eagles team that will surprise you and then you have the broncos that are five and four they'll also surprise you too but here's two teams that there's a little bit of mixed messaging from both like you've seen the broncos are kind of a week-to-week team in the sense that they're giving you something different every week one week they look brand new like, they just shook off all the rust. Here they are, and they're rolling. And the next week, they look like, what's happening here? They're falling apart. And then the Eagles do the same thing. But the Eagles do it throughout the game, where they have really, really good moments. And then you can kind of wipe that away. Now they're not playing so good. And they fall apart at the end. That's what happened to them against the Cowboys. They were in it, and then all of a sudden, they just weren't in it anymore. Just literally like a, a flip of a coin it was it was done Jalen Hurts versus Teddy Bridgewater uh that's a good matchup it's going to be interesting to see how Denver's defense stands up against his Eagles offense I like how the Broncos have looked as of late I don't like how the Eagles have looked as of late especially at home they've been very gun shy um so I'm not really big on the Eagles. I think the Broncos are just a better all-around team. I think the Eagles, especially Jalen Hurts, first time coming up in the Denver, coming up in the mile-high plane, I think that altitude's going to catch him off guard a little bit. I've probably heard of a couple rumors, a couple things here and there. Is he taking that serious? I don't know. I can tell you that that air density is serious. So I think that it's going to be a different scenario when these two teams actually meet on the field. I think it takes a while for the Eagles to get their legs under them. I think the Broncos jump out to the lead. I think they keep the lead. I think they're rolled to the victory. Then we have the last uh, 3 o'clock game, 325. Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers. And this is, you know, the game I'm waiting to see. I've been waiting all week to see it. Here come the Seahawks. We know they're banged up. Here come the Packers. Uh, we, we don't know if we're going to get Rodgers or not. If we don't. Then you get a second week of Jordan Love. It's not the worst scenario in the world. Packers favored it on the spread. Um, we just don't know if Rodgers is going to play. We're assuming that, you know, we know Russell Wilson's out. Um, there's a good chance that there's just no, no momentum coming into this game for the Seahawks. You know? these two teams play each other it's always very tough it's always very physical you know when you can say that this is going to be that type of scenario the Seahawks find a, a you know cheeky ways to win you're not going to find a cheeky way to win against the Packers in Lambeau Field you know the Packers just went playing Kansas City very tough defense balled out defense has gotten so much better and now here comes the Seahawks that are really just a Put together patchwork team with Geno Smith, that quarterback, Alex Collins, at running back, and DK Metcalf, just trying to get him, just trying to get a ball. Just give me a lot, dude. You know, he's just trying to get the ball thrown to him. You got the Packers' two-back system. I think that can tire the Seahawks out over time. If Jordan Love plays, then he's had a week of experience on the real stage against Kansas City, better defense in Seattle. Um, I think he, I think he would have a lot better of an outcome in this game. I'm gonna roll with the Packers here. I see the public on the Packers. I like that. Uh, that I, you know they're not far from me, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll with them here. Um, and in this spot, I really like uh, Jordan Love to break through, kind of shows some of the future for the Packers here. Um, if Rogers doesn't go, there's a good chance Rogers plays. There's also a greater chance that he does. IBC might be Jordan Love, Geno Smith battle this week. is fine with me. I think the Packers are able to get to 8-2. Seahawks, I think they dropped to 3-6 after this one. We'll take this final break. Come back, wrap up Sunday Night Football. Monday Night Football. And and then, uh, I'll tell you my tiebreaker for the points, and then we'll get out of here. All right, thanks for hanging through the break, their last break. And we're going right into Sunday Night Football. It's a game we'll all be up for. Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders, Kansas City. 5-4, and four, coming off a win. Very, very loose win, I should say. And then the Raiders 5-3. and three. Looking to get on track looking to put the John Gruden and the Henry Ruggs, and they got another guy that got in trouble. They're looking to block all that out. They're at home. It's a pissed off team. Everybody talking down on them. And here come the Chiefs, who are, their offense is anemic right now. And they were barely able to beat Green Bay. Um, I just don't see the Chiefs winning this game. I think that the Raiders are going to be the more inspired team. I think it's a little bit of a daunting task for the Chiefs to go into LA and get this one. I mean, well not LA, but Las Vegas to get this one. When you look at the Raiders as a whole, losing Henry Ruggs was a big deal. Uh, and you can't take that away, you know. You can say what you want about the guy, but he's a good he's a good football player and he's very very young. I mean, this guy's just coming into his own but Derek Carr's got the weapons you got Darren Waller who's really your best receiver we know that the Chiefs running game is going to struggle you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that's gone you know Hunter Renfro might be a goal for the the Raiders they really need Renfro I think he will play he's a tough kid but Carr is going to put the ball where he needs to and he's not scared to make a mistake one thing about Carr he's not scared to make a mistake Chiefs are making mistakes. It's just compound. It's compound interest. It just it doesn't seem to stop. They're in a spot right now where they need guys to step up. Will they? We just don't know. We just don't know what this is going to look like. I think it's going to be a good game, but when, whenever two teams in the AFC West play, it's tight. It's going to be tough. I think that the Raiders, you know, inevitably just have the better matchup this week. They just it just fell that way, you know all the trials and tribulations the Raiders are the better prepared team for this you can say what you want about all the noise I think this team is is going to come together because that's all they got I think they got a real leader in Derek Carr Went on on a limb you know to say some things that a lot of people may not have said the way he did and I, I think that this team will rally behind Derek Carr and they'll get a win and I think it, you know the Chiefs at five and four better be very careful uh, because they're on a path right now that if they do lose this game like I expect them to they're risking not making the playoffs this year and I don't think anybody's seen that I really don't, I don't believe anybody's seen that coming but I like the Raiders in the sense that they don't need to run the ball much against the Chiefs to beat them I guess they have Josh Jacobs Yes, he's a physical runner uh, it's tough to bring down They just may need him to convert a couple third downs and maybe a big run here or there just to get some space, just to give that offense some life. Other than that, this is Derek Carr's offense to run, and I think he's going to mobilize his receivers this week and get them on the right track. For the Chiefs, again, this is a team that's, like I said, their offense is anemic. Their defense isn't that great. See what you want. They beat the Packers without the Packers. Best player, Aaron Rodgers. So, what does that really mean? You know, and, and it wasn't even like they beat them bad. It was like they escaped at home. And now on the road, it's just it's just a weird feeling I get from the Chiefs. So I'm gonna roll with the Raiders here to go ahead and win that game. Then Los Angeles Rams. You heard about the Rams uh signing Odell Beckham Jr. He won't play this week. It's, it's too late in the have to get prepared and everything but I think that that that's gonna go one or two ways for the rams I think one main thing for the Rams is that now you've brought a guy in the locker room that has a toxic personality that's gonna spill over on a team that's doing good team that's already set for success now you're bringing in a toxic personality sorry to tell you that that's how it back you's been his entire career go look at his stats last couple years. Not impressive. So that whole sweepstakes is over and I'm glad it is. Good good for you Rams. But I think that you did yourself a little bit more harm than you did good. You're playing the 49ers. This is a game I believe the Rams win easily. The 49ers have not shown you much. Um, one game you know again against the Bears who just seem to crumble at the end of games. They just crumble. And the rams are this team that we're all holding to a very high standard kind of like the buffalo bills we were we were holding the buffalo bills to this high standard that doesn't always work out but i think with the rams they are 72 they've had they've tasted defeat they've tasted a bad defeat actually so with that being said it's not like they're fighting for an undefeated season they're just playing the games as they get them that benefits them a lot the system they have, the play caller Sean McVay they have, it is their coach, is really just play caller. It, it's the right fit for them right now. And it's the right fit to beat the 49ers. I think that the 49ers just, they're just going to struggle in this game. They're really going to struggle in this game. Rams minus four. I would probably be ready to lay that without buying any juice. But I like the Rams in that one. I mean, what else could really be said? You know, I'll go out on a limb and say that Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to ride this ship. He's got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayu. But like I've, I've told you before, they're just not using those guys right. They're just not. And you have the big tight end, Greg Kittle, who's just been a non-factor this year. And your running game is is awful. Um, and the Rams can run the ball well man, Darryl Henderson's a beast Cooper Cup you know, can swing around for that jet sweep, they just have a lot of ways to beat you, the Rams do but they didn't always have that but now they definitely do um, and it's working how many points do I think will be scored in that game I don't think it's a high scoring game um, NFC West team when they meet They can even each other out a little bit. I think it's going to be hard to even out the Rams. You know, they're they're going to be hot. But I think that 43 total points. I think it's 43. Uh, Total set at 49. Yes, total set at 49. So I believe it goes under. I believe this is an under situation where the total will go under in this game. That is my tiebreaker for Monday night. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, we have gotten to the end of the show it has been a pleasure. I've enjoyed it the whole way through. Enjoy the podcast. Visit oddmanout.ninja. Check out my social medias. Just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night.